to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasa. The Open Government Podcast is a follow-up to the Open Government Tour that Richard took in the summer of 2014, traveling across Canada talking to people who are working on open government and community engagement across the country. Over the next few weeks, we'll be releasing a series of podcast episodes that talk to the people who join me on the various stops during the tour. We'll be asking them questions about their involvement in open government and open data, why they think it's important, and what they think the future of citizen engagement can be. And so our first episode, I thought I'd change it up a little bit, and instead of interviewing someone that was on the tour with Richard, we thought we'd interview Richard himself. I hope that's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, we'll make do, I'm sure. <laughs> As one of the leading voices on open government in the country, Richard has some great insights to share about what he learned on the trip and what he thinks still needs to be done. He'll also give us a sneak peek at some of the topics we'll be discussing with guests in the future episodes. So Richard, here we go. I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, go for it, but one of the things I'm going to ask that, that we don't refer to me as is a leading voice of open government. I'm definitely not a leading voice. I am just a voice, and I'm just, I've just made a lot of waves because I have a big blue motorcycle. <laughs> Fair enough. So let's start with the softball. Tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of how you got started in open government. So I'm, uh, I'm a citizen, uh, quite and simple. I'm not a government employee. I'm not part of some big gigantic company or anything along those lines. I'm just a citizen uh, in my spare time to pay the bills. I'm a waiter. I love being a waiter. And during the course of the days, I work for free in the space called Open Government and Open Data. I got into it by accident, of all things, uh, back in 2010. Me and some friends wanted to uh, create, or I guess the best way to say it is to recreate the federal parliamentary website for Canada, parl.gc.ca. So when you go to parl.gc.ca, this is where all the information about your federally elected representatives can be found, as well as all the bills that are currently in the House of Commons and in the Senate. The thing is, is that the site, well, the terms that I like to, des- to use to describe it is that it's very... Uh, cold and intimidating. There's a very steep learning curve to know how to navigate the site. And we thought this is not what we deserved as Canadians. We wanted to create a site that that really created more of a relationship. Actually, we called it a platform. We wanted to create a platform that created a relationship between elected representatives and their constituents in between elections. Because in between elections, you only mostly hear from the leader of the party, the cabinet, pundits, but rarely do you hear from your rep. So we thought it was very important to create that relationship. So we created a site called citizenbridge.org. And we took a lot of the data that we found on par.gc.ca and put our own spin on it as what we would like to see as citizens. Now, we had no idea the, the terms open gov and open data even existed. But once we started working on this thing and doing a bit more research, we realized that there's a huge community out there of people that have been working on this stuff for years. Like we were not creating something that was necessarily revolutionary. We were joining a new community. And it was a community that I fell in love with from head to toe. The technologists, the public servants. That's the thing, too. I had no idea there were so many motivated, passionate public servants 
that we're trying to change things from the inside. So you wanted to create this collaborative environment. How does the open government tour fit into that? Why did you decide to go across the country? And while you were doing that, what kinds of people did you meet? Well, the purpose for the tour was twofold. One is I'm of the firm opinion that there's terrible marketing around civic engagement, right? Civic engagement is framed as a responsibility, a duty. Even sometimes it's framed as punishment, right? Because <laughs> judges will issue community service as punishment. I was trying to frame civic engagement as art, right? This idea that, civic, that art is a product of passion. And that's what civic engagement is. It's creating something out of passion in your community. So I really wanted to reframe the conversation about civic engagement away from this duty and responsibility thing and add a bit of fun around it. You know, you got some guy riding a motorcycle holding these kinds of events, which leads me to the second reason why I wanted to do the tour and the events is not only do we need better marketing, but we also need to bring uh, what a friend of mine by the name of Mark McDonald talks about, the triangle of conversation. So essentially, there are three main audiences as part of this world of civic engagement. And rarely do they ever talk to each other. Uh, and they don't really know how to talk to each other. So those three audiences are the public servants themselves, the government, the technologists, who are obviously neck deep into like coding and creating things, and citizens themselves, right? We have three very different set of expectations. We talk in three very different ways. And we have most of the time the same goal, which is change. But rarely are they together in the same room. So the tour was geared to bring those different voices together and see how they could connect and, and, and set the same expectations for each other. Like, like, I can empathize with you because now I understand why, why it's so hard for the public service to change or the public service having a better understanding. Like, this is what technologists have got to go through. And then the technologist saying, well, this is the reason why citizens are not using our tools because this is not how they use the tool themselves. So bringing those three audiences together was very important for the tour. So you went on this tour across the country and you're talking to people who are working in this space, this triangle. And what kinds of questions do you get or what, what were the discussion items that came out mostly in your tour? And this is perhaps even a, a little bit of a preview of some of the things that we'll be talking about in future episodes of the podcast. What were the main themes, the topics, the discussions, the questions that people had? Well, there was three main themes. I mean, there, there was thousands of conversations, but there was, the three main themes came from three uh, different audiences. And th in this case, I mean three expertise levels. So for example... Those who were well-versed in open gov and open data, those that have been working in it for years, those that have been put, like, putting like the blood, sweat, and tear into this, this open gov and open data stuff, they were so extraordinarily thankful. They were like, it's about time that we create a bit more buzz around this thing. And, and the open government tour is actually helping me and my work in my community. And, and they were just very thankful for the tour. The other uh, audience or the other expertise level was those people that were somewhat engaged. You know, they heard the terms open gov and open data. They attended the events because they were curious. And what the tour was able to provide is that context, right? They knew what the terms meant, 
but they didn't know the context. Like, what is what are the implications? What are the applications? Who are the people? What are the stories? And and I think a lot of these people that that attended want to be engaged, but they don't necessarily want to get into politics, right? They don't want to get into that rented environment. They don't know how to get into civic engagement. And and the tour showed them that open gov and open data is an outlet for your passion, especially the way it was framed as art, right? Because not everybody's a technologist or is a policy wonk. They just want to create. The third and last audience was people who had no idea what open gov and open data were or what open gov and open data are. And those people I met in parking lots like for Tim Hortons or gas stations or in like museums or things like that because the motorcycle, the, 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 I called it the OGT bike, uh, the open government tour motorcycle is a big blue motorcycle that has the words open government tour written on it. It has open gov and open data. Like typically people, when they see motorcycles, they expect to see like naked ladies and flames and skulls. And I had this big dorky bike on open gov. So people would walk up to me and say, what's this all about? And I would sort of give them my elevator pitch of thinking that OpenGov is kind of like social media in that social media 10 years ago drastically changed the way people connect with each other. OpenGov is going to do that same thing, but for government. And they started to get that idea that that OpenGov was not necessarily politics, but it was um, governance, right? It's about governance, about changing the way we get our services. Those are some really great conversations. And before we wrap up here, we're doing a, a podcast. What do you what do you hope to see from the podcast? What do you think our listeners will be getting out of it? Just very quickly, a sneak peek. Well, as you said in the intro, Samir, the, the, the purpose of the podcast is to reproduce all of the different interviews that we did along the tour. So the communities themselves, whether it was Charlottetown or Moncton or Calgary or Vancouver or, or Winnipeg, those communities communities got to hear what the voices going on around there was going on, right? They got those invited guests and they got to hear what's going on locally. The purpose of the podcast is to bring that exact same interview, but to a much larger audience. So it's quite possible the guys in Charlottetown didn't really get to hear what the folks in Edmonton had to talk about and vice versa. And because we're doing it as a podcast, who knows? Maybe these conversations are going to get international, right? Like this is what was going on in Canada in this tiny little pocket in, in Moncton, New Brunswick. And then all of a sudden, some guy in like Perth, Australia will be like, wow, this is what's going on in Moncton. Like this is what they got to hear and this is what they got to see. This is amazing. I want to bring this now to Perth, Australia. So the, the whole purpose of the podcast is just to take the tour one step above, but using technology to make it happen instead of the motorcycle. That's brilliant. I'm really excited to be on this tour with you, uh, this virtual podcast tour with you over the next few weeks as we record more podcasts. So thank you again, Richard. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you as we do more interviews. And thanks for being our first interview on the podcast. I hope that wasn't too harrowing. <laughs> it's it's always 
intimidating to talk about the things you're passionate about because it's easy to ramble, which I've already done. But uh, but thank you for keeping me in line. <laughs> My pleasure. And we'll be releasing a new po- episode of the podcast featuring interviews with members of the community from across the country uh, every weekday in uh, in the months of November and December. So please subscribe, send us your feedback. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to having you as listeners. So if you, have, if you have questions about today's episode or about the podcast in general, about me and Samir, don't hesitate to reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, the, the hashtag for the podcast is OGTPod. My Twitter handle is at Richard Pietro. My Twitter handle is at Vasta, V-A-S-T-A. And a big thanks to Keith McDonald for providing the intro and outro music for the podcast that you'll hear every week. All right, guys. We'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening.